Hello and welcome. I'm Connie Reagan-Green, and you are at another episode of Prestabilius, Excellence in Marketing. Prestabilius comes from the Latin, and it means outstanding or extraordinary, and that's what I'm attempting to share with you here. So the topic of this podcast episode is, are you marketing like it's 1999 or almost 2024? And the real question is, does that make a difference? So about two days ago now, I was looking for an email that I had had an an email back and forth with a family member long ago. And I, I couldn't remember when it was, but it turned out it was 2009. And I was able to go into AOL to the archives, and they still had those emails, and I found what I needed. But along the way, finding that and going back again to the top of the email list there, because there were thousands of emails, I found emails that I had written back in those days, so 2009, 2010. And it was quite interesting because – The way I was able to do that is when you have a business online, when you have a list, make sure that you sign up for your list using another email address because we all have at least one other email address. And I have to say, being able to access the AOL email back that far was a whole lot easier than it's been trying to find an old Gmail account. No matter what I do, they they haven't granted me access to that account that isn't even as old. But that's another topic. So as I was reading through the emails, I was looking to see what was I saying back then? What did I say in 2009 and 2010 going forward? And I was shocked that most of what I was sharing is very similar to what I'm sharing today, which is uh, November 16th, 2023, which puts us about, what, six weeks before 2024. So is it true that everything old is new again, and the more things change, the more they stay the same? I believe so to some extent. So I'll give you some examples. When I got started, I knew that I had to build an email list. And the way to do this was to connect with other people who already had a list who then would share something I was doing with their community. This is still a wonderful way to do it. So people that are in either my incubator mastermind mentoring or in my monthly mentor program, I share them on a regular basis. I like them to email me and tell me what they're doing, and then I share them with my community, which now, if you include some social media and my main list and everything that I'm doing, I have a reach of about just over 60,000. So that's quite a few people because you don't need – more than about a 1,000 to get to six figures. I got to six figures with 651 on my list. So list building is first and foremost. Sending emails is the way to communicate with your list. So I learned right away, because I was mentored early on, that I needed to get to that point where I could send an email every day. And no matter what your background No matter who you are, where you live, what you believe, what you've experienced, emailing once a day seems like a lot. So in the beginning, I thought, well, okay, so let me do it three times a week, maybe, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, something like that. And I tried, but it turned out that as my business grew in those early months, and this was 2006, 2007, as my business grew, I had more to say. 
I wanted to share stories. I wanted to tell the people that were joining my list what I was doing and what I was learning and what mistakes I was making. So I was going to be very vulnerable and say, you know, I was trying to do this and this happened. And in the beginning, it was about content creation. So way back, way back at the turn of the century, so funny to say that, content was king. It still is. You have to be creating content. So what does that look like? Initially, it looks like blog posts because your blog is your home on the Internet. So as you get started, as you're beginning to write about any topic that you're starting to learn about, then you're creating some content. You'll share that in your emails to people. You'll tell them about a post that you're working on, a post that you wrote and published days ago, and one that you wrote maybe way further back than that. People don't care when it was written. They care that you've created something to share with them. Within those blog posts, you want to have a call to action. We do that identical today as when I came online almost 18 years ago. And back then, I was using a platform called TypePad, and Seth Godin was one of the creators of that platform because WordPress was way too techy for someone like me. So I had a number, about 12, a number of, of these TypePad blogs, and I would write a post, and these were very simple. These were 250 to 300 words because that was all I could do at the time. And that's what the article directories required, a minimum of 250 words. And that would change. That would go up a little over the years. So I would write the post. I would hit publish. Social media was in its infancy, so it wasn't like what I do now. When I publish something, I'm immediately going to Twitter. Now it's X. I call it Twix, like the candy bar, T-W-I-X. And I share it immediately so people can see things immediately. And then I go to Facebook to one of my pages, and I go to LinkedIn, where I have a, a big following on LinkedIn. I have al almost the maximum number of first-level connections there. I have over 28,000. 30,000 is still the, the cutoff, as far as I know. So I learned to have something for sale in the author's bio box is what it's still called. It's the final paragraph that you write when you write a post. I have about half a dozen of these that are pre-written. So when I write a post, so today I'm going to be doing a post today. I can't remember what I started writing about, but I'll be publishing a post in the next couple of hours. I just copy-paste one of those author bio boxes in there. Because I've been online a while, I have my own products and courses, but it hasn't always been that way. Sometimes I needed to use affiliate products. In the very beginning, I didn't have a product for my first year, so I definitely had to use affiliate products. What do you recommend as an affiliate? Something you've purchased and benefited from. That's pretty simple. I see people every single day in their emails, on social media, they're promoting things that when I ask them a question once in a while, they can't answer the question because they haven't purchased the product. Now, maybe they know the person who created the product, so I'll give them a little leeway there. But pretty much you'll do best with products that you purchase and benefit from and want to share with other people. Imagine that you're sharing them with your very closest friends and family members. That's how that works. So what else has changed over the years? We had other places 
that we could post content. Squidoo was a big one. And there are people I still know today that had started with Squidoo before I came online. Squidoo, again, Seth Godin had a hand in that. And you could set up a little page very easily. It was just a template, a fill in the blank. You chose a very niche topic. You wrote a few hundred words. You could add an image. And then you could promote something, something of your own or an affiliate product. When I worked early on with Matt Basic, who's still a wonderful friend, he had a daughter. She's now in college. She might even be out of college, but she was a, a little girl way back then. And part of her homework every day, she'd come home from school. He wanted her to create a Squidoo page before she started her school homework. And we all laughed. We thought it was hysterical. And he said, yeah, but now she's starting to make some money. And we stopped laughing. <laughs> so Squidoo, finally, and I don't remember what year. I'd have to look it up. But one, one year, they sent emails to everyone. They made it very, very public. They were closing down. And they said, if there's anything that you want on any of your Squidoo pages, and some people, I had probably less than 100, I'm going to say for sure. There were people who had into the thousands because they had done it almost every day. They had started paying people to do it for them. And you had a certain period of time, I don't know, it was 90 days or something, to take it down because the site was going to be deleted. So that happens when it's somebody else's site. So these days, nothing like Squidoo. Squidoo was fun, and it really helped me with my writing and with my marketing, thinking about what would I write about and then what would I promote that would make sense. Very helpful. Now we have Substack. So with Substack, you can start, you can let people join your Substack for free. I started one. I've written, I don't know, one paragraph, I think, because I'm blogging. I'm doing other things that are more important to me right now, but that can always shift and change. It always can. So no more Squidoo. So we have Substack. Also, I would publish these 250 to 300-word blog posts during the first couple of years to one of my many tight-pad blogs, wait 24 hours because we're waiting for Google to catch up with everything, and then I would put them on one of the article directories, easing articles or um, what are some of the other ones, article base. There, there were about a dozen of them, and I used four or five of them, but Easing Articles was the main one. Well, I was new to marketing. I was new to the online world. I didn't realize that those article directories wouldn't be around forever. But everything I ever published there was already on one of my blogs, so it didn't make a whole lot of difference. I wanted credit for it being on one of my sites first before being on a third-party site. So now we don't have the article directories. We have Medium. I just published this morning my 908th article. I publish one of my blog posts on Medium three times a week. Usually it's Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. Today's Thursday. I did it today. And I won't ever run out of blog posts because I'm publishing very, very regularly to three different blogs. And that works out because hugeprofitstinylist.com and connyreagangreen.com are for business. And mondaymorningmellow.com is more personal stories. And I try to make a point, and hopefully I accomplish that goal every time that I post. Monday Morning Mellow, I've published, let me see, 229 consecutive Mondays, I want to say. So what else? Has changed or stayed or stayed the same. Early on, 
as a new online entrepreneur, email was a hot topic. It's still a hot topic. What were they saying way back then? Almost 20 years ago, what were they saying? Email is going to be dead. People won't want to check email any longer. There will be other ways that we will connect with people. The only other way, air quotes I'm giving it, that I ever was able to read something about was something that we were going to put on our desktop, some type of app. And when people turned on their computer, they could click on that app and it would show them the recent emails or messages. Well, it didn't catch on. I, I didn't think it would, but I was new, so I wasn't sure, but I didn't think it would catch on. And now here we are all these years later. We still communicate by email. And the people that were telling us that email was dead, they would tell us that usually in an email. <laughs> so it was kind of funny. So email marketing is still huge. And I've been doing the advanced email marketing uh, conference, we called it this time instead of summit, with Ellen Finkelstein. And this is our second year. Last year was kind of a just a regular email marketing summit. And this year it's advanced, and we've had fantastic speakers. So be sure you check that out. I won't give you any links, but check that, that out. You'll want to get the replays for that. So every year around this time, I do a recording, an audio recording. So it's not one of my po podcasts. It's an audio recording, and it's called New Rules, New Rules of Online Marketing for the next year. I'm going to do it again this year, even though I don't think a whole lot is new. So what should you be doing every day? What should you be focusing on? What should be the most important to you? Connecting with the people who are already on your list, even if there are five or ten people. Get in that habit, that practice of emailing them. When I looked back at those emails from all those years ago, each time I was writing to them. I was telling them a little story. I was sharing some links, usually affiliate links in the beginning, but finally... In 2007 and 8, that's when I started building up my repertoire and inventory of products. So I had my own things to recommend. Now I have about 60 products and courses that I can recommend. And they say that the shoemaker's children go barefoot. And that's kind of the way it is for me where I don't promote my own uh, courses and programs and products as much as I promote other people's. Because other people are creating such wonderful things that that's always top of mind for me. So I want to connect with you. I want you to think about what you're doing in your business every day. Send out an email. Do that early on, but don't do it from scratch. Know from the day before the things that you're going to recommend. For today, I had to look up two things to get the affiliate link and then take it to my pretty links and and put it in there. Pretty links is a shortener I've, I've used for so many years. Connie loves me slash pretty link or pretty links. I have it both ways. And you already know pretty much what you're going to promote. Maybe you already promoted it the day before. You get those messages out there. Then create content. Written. So that's my blog post. That's my short reports. Social media. That's things I'm doing on Twitter. I'm Connie Green on Twitter. Twitter slash X. I call it Twix. <laughs> And I include the links that go back to Twitter in my email for everything that I'm recommending just about. I don't recommend my mentoring on social media, and people notice that sometimes. I don't do that because I want people that are actually already on my list to reply and, and discuss that with me instead of just seeing it on social media. Then 
do some audio. Audio was so hard for me in the beginning. What I'm doing right now is a podcast. This is audio. I'm creating an MP3 recording that then is sent to Apple Music, Apple Podcast, and it's available all over, which is wonderful. It was hard for me in the beginning. The first time that I did an audio, I was talking about healthy eating, something I knew nothing about <laughs> that I was talking about, and that's probably why it was hard. I felt like, gee, what will people think, all that? And I thought, well, you know, nobody's listening right now unless there's somebody from the phone company listening in on the line, and I don't think they've done that for more than 20 years. But it was hard, and I knew I just had to get used to it. With everything, it's out of our comfort zone initially. Everything that we do, think about riding a bicycle, think about, you know, going to a high school for the first time or a college or a new job. I worked as a um, claims adjuster for Liberty Mutual Insurance long, long ago. What year was that? 1990, gee, what year? I'd have to think of what year that was. Maybe it wasn't even in the 1990s. Maybe it was the late 1980s. I was scared to death when I went. It turned out everybody that was there in the six-week training class they were doing, we were all scared to death. And you get over it. Then, you know, a month later, you feel like you've been doing the job forever. So online marketing, having a business you can run from home or from wherever you happen to be in the world, it's so valuable. It's so wonderful. It allows you to time shift. It allows you to be creative and to have an unlimited income. It really does. And it's a hedge against inflation and anything else that would cut into our finances. So I'm Connie Reagan Green. Connect with me on Twitter slash X at twitter.com slash Connie Green. And go to my main site. Go to ConnieReaganGreen.com or Google me. That could be valuable. Thank you so much for listening, and please subscribe to this podcast. I would love to have an honest review from you.